Well, good morning, Heather. Good morning, Bob. Thank you for bringing coffee again. Well, you know, I would like to bring coffee more often. I will. Okay. I promise. Next week. Uh, and everybody out there, uh, welcome back to our Saturday Coffee Clot with Heather Lofthouse. And Heather is Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action. And Heather, you're my former student. Yes. Decades ago. Taught you everything you know. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, well. Well. Um, so the week, uh, I mean, it was a kind of a news hole in the sense that Congress was out and uh, there wasn't a lot of new news. I mean, everybody's still quaking in the wake of what the Supreme Court did, dropped on America the week before. And of course, the hearings, uh, the big hearings that are going to resume next week. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, uh, I mean, I just read, of course, Boris Johnson. That's what I was going to say. Across the pond, there wasn't a news hole. I mean, you can see how much of a news hole there is when Boris Johnson makes headlines right. here in the United States. I mean, it's not that we don't care, but... Uh, yeah, and all his ministers and resigning? Yeah. What are, what's happening? Well, I mean, uh, that's the way a parliamentary system works. I mean, by contrast, you remember when, when Donald Trump, uh, you know, clearly created the atmosphere, if not the direction to take a take riot at the, at the Capitol for, a, for an insurrection. Uh, some of, of the, <laughs> the people in the Trump cabinet did resign, but they didn't resign the way British ministers resigned. They didn't say, uh, oh, you know, I'm my integrity demands that I resign. Right. They, Ethics. They they just said, um, sort of either directly or indirectly, my career is going to suffer if I stick around. And there weren't that. It wasn't droves. I mean, this was no. droves. No, it wasn't. And you know, a few of them we now know got together and explored the Twenty Fifth Amendment, mm -hmm. uh, getting rid of a president. Uh, but there's not a process like there is in Britain uh, for getting rid of a prime minister, the head of the party essentially. And, uh, well, I, I, you know, I, I always, I grew up thinking that the American system was so far better mm -hmm. than a parliamentary system, but it's not all that clear. I also love that Boris Johnson says, I'm resigning when I resign. <laughs> when I resign, that's right. <laughs> when you can find a replacement and I'll do everything I can to avoid a replacement. Right. Uh, it's sort of, uh, what was, somebody said uh, the other day, it, the, the analogy is, this is the first time that a ship, a sinking ship, has deserted the rat. Yes. Which I thought was a nice way of putting it. That's sweet. Um, so, but it gets to the question, and I think, again, news hole would kind of create this question anyway. Uh, should Joe Biden uh, run again? Oh, people want, what is your answer to this? Well, I'm going to ask you the same thing, <laughs> Heather. I'm, You're not I'm off the hook. The uh, but I, I sort of think uh, I've come around to thinking that maybe he should not run again. Uh, now, again, I, I don't want to be thought of as ageist. I mean, I'm almost, believe it or not, his age, and I feel pretty vital. And I think I could actually handle the job for about a minute. But um, I, I think age is certainly a problem. He's going to be 81 when the next election occurs, um, uh, you know, it's not as if Donald Trump, assuming Trump is the Republican nominee, is going to be a spring chicken. Uh, but also, I think that his age has exaggerated people's fear that he is not aggressive enough, mm -hmm. that he's not, um, he doesn't have the energy. Uh, now, he, it may be that that's his personality, but I think that the combination of him being uh, an elderly gentleman and also relatively understated uh, has has made it difficult in this time. But what, what's your what's your sense? 
I don't, I mean, I would agree with you. I mean, also the polls, does it make sense for him to run? Strategically, well, God forbid we talk about strategy well, and the Democratic Party. I mean, you're right to bring up the polls. I, you know, let's be skeptical of polls, obviously, given all the reasons we have for skepticism over the last few years. But 36% approval is pretty damn awful. Um, it's even, you know, it's substantially worse mm-hmm. than Trump was polling. Yeah. And how can you how can you poll worse than Trump? I know. Uh, I mean, even, you know, there's a message issue, uh, which I keep coming back to, and it's not necessarily Biden's fault, but the Democrats facing a midterm election in, if you take August out, which you really have to, because August, everybody's mind is elsewhere. You're, you're talking about 90 days, 90 days from now, right. Heather, yep. in a midterm election uh, during which, uh, well, the stakes are huge. Right. Uh, if the Democrats lose control over both houses of Congress, you have a a calamity, a potential calamity. Uh, certainly nothing can get done. Yeah. Of course, arguably nothing can get done now. Uh, but they might be able to do some things that are, are really uh, so much antithetical to the public interest. Um, not just vetoing, uh, not just, just, not just making it difficult for, uh, for Biden to do anything, but also putting um, everything that we hold dear in danger. Um, and uh, I, I don't, I, I worry about that. There's no reason the Democrats should not have a message. I mean, look at the Supreme Court. I, I mean, guns and climate and abortion and, you know, just privacy. Democracy. 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 I mean, it's not just the Supreme Court, but it's democracy. I mean, if you, if you don't have issues, I mean, these are the biggest issues that people are talking about. Most people care about them. Most people are against the Republican position. So why can't the Democrats be aggressive? I mean, is it that Schumer and Pelosi and, and Biden are... I, is it a, an attempt to be centrist? Is it... Well, the centrism, I, I can't, I have no I know, patience. I've been, I've been dealing with this centrism argument, you know, since I was in the Clinton White House, and it's utter, if you excuse the expression, bullshit. I mean, there's no center. Where's the center between between democracy and authoritarianism? Where's the center, you know, between reasonableness and, 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 and fascism? Uh, on all of these issues that we're talking about, there's no center. You can't lead people to the center if they're already there. I mean, it, it, the whole notion of a center is a cop-out. Uh, You know, I I think that people want, really do want the kind of leadership that many progressives um, are are craving and and are saying. And Bernie Sanders led the way. God bless him. This is, I know, and this is a slightly unfair question, so I apologize in advance. If not Biden, then who? Well, it's a good question in the sense that as long as Biden is holding on to this notion that he's going to run again, mm-hmm. uh, it's impossible for anybody to get through. Very difficult. Um, and I don't know if you if you heard this, but um, maybe five days ago, Biden said specifically, you know, he will do a better job against Trump, assuming Trump is the Republican nominee, than Buttigieg or even Harris. Mm-hmm or Sanders or Warren. I mean, he actually named names, which I thought was extraordinary and unnecessary. I mean, why do that? But the point is that as long as he's holding Mm -hmm. out his candidacy, it's going to be hard for anybody to emerge. It's true. Who do you think? I don't know. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but Gavin Newsom is obviously being floated. 
Pritzker. He's being floated. Floated the name. Yes. And Pritzker. Um, yes. Pritzker. But it sort of depends on whether you're from California or Illinois, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Other than that. Other than that. Who else? Brown? Sherrod Brown? I like Sherrod Brown a lot. Okay. Um, and I have, I, I, in fact, I've been playing around with a Brown Booker. We've talked about this. Yes. Um, uh, I, I don't know if it's possible, but I think that Brown and Booker um, would be great. Cory Booker and yeah. Sherrod Brown. Well, more will be revealed in the coming, right? And then, so 122 days, I think, actually, till the midterms. Um, You mean with, but but again, I'm taking taking August out. Right, no, it's it's, true. For real action. It's going to be right around the corner. Though all the digital campaigns are ramping up even for 2024. We know this. Um, So what what was your favorite moment this past week? Really? Yes. Um, Do you want to know a guilty pleasure? A guilty plea. I won't tell. I won't tell. So no, no, this is just between us. Just us chickens. So okay, Elizabeth Holmes, the trial. Yeah. Sonny Bowani. Are you tracking? Yes. Yes. Could be twenty, twenty years, thirty years. Right. Okay. So the sentencing is on November fifteenth, and guilty of twelve of twelve counts of fraud. Now he was closer to the Sonny was. Sonny was not. You mean because because he actually was part of the. He was part of the fraud. Mm-hmm. I mean, directly part of the fraud. Right. She and was he just was the running. face of the fraud. That's it. Um, also, she was pregnant during the trial. Why should that make a difference? I don't know if it did, but I'm just putting it out there. Um, not saying anything. Now why, I want to know why this is a guilty pleasure for you. Why is this guilty pleasure? I don't know. It's is it, it's capitalism. This, it's. I oh, mean, is it important I don't, relative well, to... Well, it is important. I mean, this is... Look, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, big tech runs on hype. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time in my, to my knowledge, that some, you know, we reach the end of hype. We reach the limit of hype for big tech. Mm-hmm. And it is important. Um, you, know, you can't just, you can't just go out to potential investors and say anything you want. On the other hand, the people that were hurt here were not your average Joes. I mean, right. these were, <laughs> these right. were. Venture capitalists. They, right. the, the venture capitalists can't protect themselves. Right. And Who diplomats, cares? right? Wealthy yeah. diplomats. Is that uh, what you call them? I know, but you're right. It could, it could have been a worse guilty pleasure. I love when people have guilty pleasures and they're like, I've been going to the gym too much. <laughs> mm, guilty pleasure. Yes, I have, I, I have not. I have to tell you, I have not thought about Elizabeth Holmes. You're welcome. But, but uh, you know, my guilty pleasure, what? I don't have any guilty pleasure. Oh, please. Really? Yeah. Well, I've been working a little bit too hard. Well, that I know, but that's just, that's, that's a, not, is that a pleasure? I mean, it is for you. You find I like it. Yeah. I like it. But I, it is. And, I, and there's so much to talk about. And no. Substack actually, um, the beauty of Substack is it, you know, I can just write and just press a button and boom, it's I published. Know. And that's also the problem. I know. But we're, I'm grateful for it. I it's think a seductive. lot of people are grateful, right, for your to hear your thoughts. But yeah, it's a lot. Do you take vacation? Speaking of August, will there be a news hole for you? Um, I'm not going to take a big. Vac- well, look, what is a vacation? It's like retirement. You know, you're yeah. doing. What does it mean? You're doing less of what you don't want to do and more of what you do want to do. I mean, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's it. But that's what I do right now. Oh, I see. Okay, Heather. Um, okay. And how about you? What's your vacation plans? Um, I'll visit family, but it's more like a trip than a vacation. You're with your family. It's right. It's a trip. <laughs> oh God! Is anyone listening to this? No, no, no. <laughs> so no, we'll have we have little breaks planned and doing stuff with my son. Oh, and then back to the news and back to back to it all. Well, let's. We ought to. We ought to finish up. I, I, the week to come 
is going to be interesting because there is going to be this other hearing. And uh, a lot of people are going, oh, yawn, another hearing, another hearing of the of the uh, January 6th committee. But this has been, they've done this so beautifully well. This is like a series, you know, on on, um, on on one of the streaming services. It's just, it's grasped the public imagination like no set of congressional hearings has. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's going to be, what, Wednesday or Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday bright and early. And we'll see. A couple people lined up. I don't and know the what subject, the... And mm-hmm. the subject is the connection between the Trump White House and some of these fringe groups. Mm-hmm. And this is important because these uh, these groups came fully armed and fully loaded, the Proud Boys and the others, um, to the uh, ellipse to that uh, Trump rally. And then they went directly from there onto the White House. And I think the most critical aspect of what we've heard about so far is when Trump says... I don't care that they're armed. I want them to be coming into my rally and then they can go up to yeah. the, the Capitol. Oh, it's horrific. Guns, schmuns. That was the smoking gun, if you pardon yes. the expression. So we'll hear more about that. And I think that'll be interesting. Uh, and uh, and hopefully, and we'll talk more about this, hopefully the committee is making it almost impossible for the attorney general not to indict right. the former president. So on that upbeat note, yes, Heather, have a great week. All of you out there, you have a good week. Be safe. Bye.